Hi, Explorers. I'm Adriana Scori. I'm Cindy Dowsett. And I'm Lauren Rodick Everly. We are the mamas behind Kids Who Explore. Come along with us as we cover all corners of raising kids in the outdoors. We are honored to share the mic with adventurers from all over the world. Thank you so much to Sawyer for sponsoring today's podcast. Sawyer is a brand that makes rad clothes for wild and adventurous kids. It was started by a husband and wife team from Park City, Utah. The duo recognized the many benefits of kids spending time in the outdoors. Sawyer also recognized the fact that on average, children spend eight to 10 times more of their free time on electronics than they do playing outdoors. Compared to their parents' generation, that's about half as much outdoor time. Sawyer believes that childhood memories should be strewn with sunny days, fresh air, riding bikes in the rain, and simply exploring and connecting with nature. Sawyer exists solely to encourage kids to be outside and be adventurous, to play in the wild. Here at Kids Who Explore, we've had the pleasure of dressing our own kids in Sawyer goods, and we love their adorable prints for kids, their comfortable material, and of course, their wonderful sayings that inspire outdoor adventures. Check out besawyer.com to get your kids decked out too. A summer bucket list, a summer wish list, whatever you want to call it, it adds a whole lot of fun to your days. We find that when you have all your wishes written down, no time is wasted, sitting around wondering what to do. Are you bored? That dreaded word? Refer to the list. Do you have a day where everyone is off of school and work and free for some bonus fun? Refer to the list. So what's on our summer bucket list? Okay, ladies, <laughs> bucket list, you know I'm obsessed with them. I make one for every season. And so I'm coming at this from a point of, I like to make summer bucket lists and do these things myself. But I also know I'm a person that doesn't feel a ton of pressure if we don't complete any everything on the list. I just like to have one so that I can look back at it. Or like I said, if we have a day off, I can say, oh, okay, let's go do this thing. And I have a bunch of nieces and nephews that I did these things with in previous summers. But now that Collins is a toddler, this will be kind of the first year where I can actually do a summer bucket list with her. But I don't want there to be this pressure. So Cindy, I know you said you were talking a little bit about the word bored. Can you tell me your thoughts on that? Yeah, and I, I have lists as well, uh, mostly just grocery lists. <laughs> but um, I will also make a, a bucket list for hikes that I want to do, for example, like we talked about on um, on my episode. I think it's really important too that us as parents don't need to feel like we have to fill the time when our child is bored. Because I also think that downtime or quiet time is super important and needed by both our children and ourselves. It's also important for our kids to have that unplanned time so that when they're quote bored, they're able to find their own way to busy themselves that's unstructured. I think unstructured play really allows them to have that creativity and allow their imaginations to flow. So I think us having a list is really great. And when Lauren talks about how she has all of her lists and she talks about how um, she doesn't pressure herself to do all of them, I think that's really great because yeah, we all have things that you know we see and like, oh, that'd be really cool and that'd be really great to do, but we don't necessarily have to do it to feel like we've completed something. Absolutely. And I think depending on the age of the kids, I've seen some people that they get the kids to make their bucket lists. Or I've seen cute things where they put each idea on a popsicle stick. So then it's kind of at random. Oh, what, what do we want to do on our adventure day? And then you pull it out of the jar. So I don't know what you think about that. Have your kids made bucket lists? 
I'm actually going to try that popsicle stick idea. I think my kids would love that. And as mentioned before, too, on my other episode, my kids have a, a bucket list of 30 hikes this year, but they don't want to hike every day. So it just, you know, there's no pressure to get it done. And if they make 30, great. If they don't, then, oh, well, we've had a lot of fun working towards that goal. Let's jump into some things that we're going to do this summer that are on our wish list with our kids or what we've done in the past, because I know this summer might look a little different than other summers. But obviously at the top of my list is always hiking. So I just really any hike, as many hikes as I can do. But do you guys have any big ticket or small ticket hikes on your wish list? Um, yeah, like as far as like a hiking bucket list goes, I mean, it's always like heading out with never the expectation to to reach that end destination necessarily. But one of the biggest um, bucket list items I have is going to Moraine Lake and just being present at the lake, I would say, is just sitting there, taking in the views and being at Marine Lake. It's not accessible all year round. It's only open for like three to four months of the year. And it's super hard to get there and get parking and everything. So it's, and it's a bit of a drive to get there as well. So it's definitely one of those things of just like really wanting to, to be in that moment, to be on the shoreline. Um, it doesn't have to be a big hike that day. I will bring my hiking gear and maybe we hike around the lake. Maybe we hike up to Sentinel Pass. I don't know. It just depends. It's like whatever we can, we can do on that. So that would be one major bucket list item I have. Um, as far as hiking goes. And then obviously just like trying to hit the trail as many times as we can. And Lauren, you'll be back in Alberta. So I'm just really excited to hike together and all of our trail chats and just like, you know, getting caught up and being present with, you know, our, each other and that it'll be super fun and, and getting out with Cindy and going camping. And these are really fun things right now that I have on my bucket list. I, I actually don't have an actual, like I have my pen and paper right now and I'm going to just write these things down because now I'm making a bucket list, Lauren, you've inspired me. <laughs> yes, I love it. Hopefully we inspire other people too, as well. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And Lauren, I feel like we always end up at Moraine Lake, the three of us together and have such magical moments and have done quite a few hikes out there. So I really hope that this summer we can do that again. I know I, are, is there going to be any added things like Adriana was talking about how even Quarry Lake now you're going to have to pay to picnic there even is there any added fees or whatnot with Moraine Lake um starting June 1st can ask us you'll need to have a pass to an annual pass to get in and use all the trails and facilities in there and then starting I believe May long or is it this weekend I'm not quite sure on the date but Lake Louise is um issue is has started um, parking fee this year. Okay. That's okay. And that was one thing I was talking to Cindy about the other day, actually, is like getting to Lake Louise and the accessibility. It's like, you're supposed to shuttle in now, but then I was saying to her, if you have a baby in a car seat, like I would prefer to drive right to the end destination. I don't really want to go on the bus with a baby, but apparently you can just shuttle with your baby. <laughs> So remember all those 4 a.m. wake up calls with my kids that you guys came on? <laughs> now it's your turn. Do you have a tip actually for that concept for people? I know this is not what this is about right now, but do you have a tip for people that are waking up their kids early and maybe kind of like toddler age where they don't really fully understand the exciting thing that's coming their way? Honestly, 
I don't know if I call it a tip. I, I guess it depends on your kids. We've been very fortunate that ours will just, they're kind of groggy. They kind of, you know, we will just pick them up, carry them straight to the car seat. Everything will already, okay, I have a tip. Pack the car before you wake the kids up. So if we're waking up at four in the morning, we're going to pack the car the night before. Cause I personally don't want to get up at like two thirty, three o'clock to make sure I haven't forgotten anything. Cause guaranteed I'm not thinking straight at that time. So I'll pack the car the night before. And then the last thing we're loading into the car is the children. So we're just picking them up out of bed and hopefully they stay asleep. Mine never do. We always think, oh, maybe they'll just fall asleep when they get in their car seat and we start driving. Nope, never has happened. But they're quite groggy and kind of calm. And then they'll kind of, you know, be rubbing their eyes. Where are we going? And then they just ask a bunch of questions. And then it's just kind of like the same as their morning. They're just awake and they're playing. Okay, that, that is a really good tip though. So that as soon as they're in the car seats, then you can just start driving. Yeah, kids are the last thing you load into the car yeah. when you're waking up at 4 a.m. to get to a place like Lake Louise or Marine Lake. Okay, so another thing I have on my wish list always is anything food related. <laughs> so I love doing picnics, but there's also, I don't know, have you both been to Annie's Cafe in Fish Creek, Provincial Park. So Annie's Cafe is a seasonal cafe that's only open in the summer. I think now they've extended a little bit into the fall and whatnot. I always love walking Fish Creek Park, having an ice cream or a tea or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's a lot of, not just Fish Creek, but a lot of parks and a lot of places have um, have something set up like that. And my kids love that. If we're going for like a bike ride or to the splash park, or doing a little nature walk or throwing rocks in the river. It's all, I personally love stopping for ice cream and I know they do too. <laughs> yeah. And then another thing that I would say we have on our list this year is um, definitely we have this family fishing derby. And unfortunately, my uncle had passed there back in the fall. And just with COVID going on, we weren't able to go and um, do the whole proper goodbye. And even, you know, even the service was like at a distance. So we're honoring him by having our fishing, our family fishing derby. And we haven't done this in years, but it's super special to think of taking my baby on this adventure and just being like, we're going to be checking into a cabin. So we're not going to tent camp, but, you know, just reliving that childhood experience, but then getting to share that with Turner is going to be super special. So that is one big thing this summer that's been on our list is, is that family time, uh, outdoors and at the, the campsite type setting. I have no idea how this is going to look um, getting on a fishing boat or what kind of life jacket is supposed to like work or fit properly, but we're just really excited to to get into that setting again and, and really um, connect with our camping, childhood camping memories again. I love that. What a beautiful way to celebrate your uncle. And I will send you, uh, I can't think of the name of the life jacket right now, but we'll put it in our show notes. <laughs> The one I used. Yeah, because we have a backcountry. My husband's family has a backcountry cabin in British Columbia that in it's very remote and you have to drive really far down a logging road and then you have to take a boat to get to it. And our kids have been going there since they were weeks old. I think Jackson was like eight weeks the first time he went. So definitely have a, a good life jacket suggestion. <laughs> That's great. And can you just a random question here? Can you paddleboard? Like I want to take Turner paddleboarding, but I'm like kind of scared to do that. Like, I think we would maybe stick on the shore. I don't know. Is that possible? Did you paddleboard with your baby, Cindy? 
I think that depends on your comfort level. Like if by the time you start paddleboarding, Turner might be crawling. So then it'll be really difficult <laughs> to have him just sit there. But it also depends on, you know, how good your balance is. If you're going to have him sitting there or if you're going to be baby wearing, like that just kind of seems a bit dangerous because if you're, imagine if you're wearing him and then you can't really wear a life jacket properly and then you fell in. Correct. Yeah. So with my nieces and nephews, I paddle butter with them, but I never stood up. I just put okay. them in between my legs. So I almost acted like it was a kayak and okay. then they stayed cozy in between my legs, leaning back on me. And then I still use the paddle to paddle. So yeah. it was fun and they liked it. And it was a bit also easier, I think, than trying to get them in a kayak with you. And then you can pass them off to someone else on the dock and then you can stand up and paddle away. So I'm hoping to do that with Collins this summer too. And that's what I'm really looking forward to getting back to the lake. I'm coming over and we're going paddleboarding. <laughs> and then we could also just take turns, right? We could just sit on the dock with the littles and then take turns going out and paddleboarding. If yes. like, you can try it and see what your comfort level is. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's what great. other things do you have planned? I know um, you came and had your first experience camping with us a couple nights ago. And while you didn't spend the night, you guys did so great, especially because it was raining. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we were spontaneous about the camping um, day there, but I just was completely prepared. I had all the stuff that we needed for all the weather and we had um, the thunderstorm happening. And I think it just, when I got to the campsite, it reminded me of the peacefulness of of camping and just like that beauty of being disconnected. I think that was super important um, of just having no service and just being really present. So as far as camping goes, I think at any opportunity, I think I'll be pretty spontaneous about it this summer. Um, but I think I will be like, yeah, I'm going to meet you there camping. Cause it's so sweet. You can just go hiking from your camping spot um, and that kind of thing. So I'm definitely excited for that. Well, and you had mentioned the peacefulness of Moraine Lake, and that is a spectacular place. And anybody listening today, if you ever get a chance, it is incredible. And pictures online, I know it's one of the most Instagrammed photos in the world, I think, but it doesn't do it justice. It's really beautiful. But when we were camping a couple nights ago, um, we just did a nature walk down to the river. And um, I just was like, wow, that grass looks beautiful. I'm just going to take my shoes off and my socks off, and I'm going to put my feet right in that grass. And you were there, Adri. I think you got a photo of Jackson and I snuggling on that riverside. And he said to me that day that that was his one of his favorite moments was just sitting on that riverside with me. And, you know, it didn't have crazy mountain views or anything. It was just like just a beautiful forested riverside. And that to me in that moment was just as magical as all those early morning wake up calls that we've done together. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely you were grounding yourself right into the earth and it was beautiful I love the concept of earthing which I know it shouldn't even be a concept because it's just us being in nature and grounding into it but I am in love with that so when you were talking about that I was just thinking oh they're grounding into the earth together well, it's like our episode with MJ when he talks about nature and family not being separate I love that idea of bringing it back together and making it just normal. Earthing, grounding should be norm a normal practice. Yes, absolutely. Another thing we were just talking about camping, but 
something I know we've talked about in our camping episodes is playing games when you're camping. So I'm really excited for just backyard games and backyard barbecues. And I'm hoping to play tennis this summer outside. I haven't played tennis in so long and maybe Collins will sit in her stroller long enough that Jordan and I can actually get around in. <laughs> so those are some outdoor activities I'm excited for. Yes, and who knows what the summer will look like too. So those sound like good like COVID friendly distance, socially distance activities that you'll probably be able to do. Right. Cause is stampede happening? Yes. Apparently. Oh, it, is. it is. Can you imagine it is happening? They're like, we're it's a go here in Alberta. What are the restrictions going to be like? They said, they, they said that they don't know yet necessarily. The mayor got on there and was just saying he wasn't entirely sure what the restrictions would be like, but they'd be very different than say we are faced right now, middle of May, um, that July, when is it July 8th or somewhere around there, um, will look very different. So there was no... Like they didn't really say, cause last year they did a lot of drive through type things. Like you could drive through and get your mini donuts, which I think is so fun and do a drive through pancake breakfast. Because I think what the city needs desperately is to have that, um, still celebration and, and things for people to get excited about. And even if it's an outing for your family and you're going through to get drive through pancakes, like how fun, you know, like make a new tradition at a stampede. So I thought that was really clever. So with them having stampede, I don't, my personal take this, I could be totally wrong, but I don't think they'll have like the parking lot parties where there's like the beer kegs and the rowdiness like that we all <laughs> miss. <laughs> but, like, I don't think they'll be having that necessarily. I think they'll be doing a lot of like COVID friendly, socially distant type ideas, which is kind of cool. So if that's the case, I definitely have that now. I'm putting that on my bucket list. We go to Stampede in whatever form it is. And very kid friendly. Exactly. Yes. I don't know that we'll check out the Stampede this year. I feel like um, with our our camper, it's a good way for us to be able to kind of travel, but not have to worry about um, being like staying at places and and uh, being at risk that we're still in a pandemic here, but we'll probably do, be doing lots of mountain biking. My kids love BMX po- bike parks and my son got a scooter last year. So we'll probably start doing a lot of that. And then our newest thing that we're gonna try this year that I'm very excited about is uh, we'd like to start bringing our children with us for outdoor rock climbing. Amazing, where are you gonna start rock climbing? Um, I was talking to another mom about it and she actually suggested that we hire a local guide first, which I think is a great idea because not only are we supporting the local economy, but also um, I would love to just make sure that I have all my, you know, everything's, what's that saying? My T's are crossed and my I's are dotted. I can't remember, but I just want to make sure that I'm not forgetting anything when it comes to the safety. Yes. I want to make sure my ducks are in a row. I just want, yeah, I don't want to make any risks for the safety of my children and rock climbing. So I just want to really make sure that I'm doing everything properly and just being extra cautious because I've been climbing for a while now. Like I think there can, you can kind of cut corners a little bit, which I just definitely don't want to do with my children. That's totally fair. And maybe if you find a great guide, they want to come on our podcast and talk about all the safety behind starting rock climbing. Yeah, that's a great idea. 
Speaking of ducks in a row, so out here on our acreage, there's tons of people driving and stopping and getting pictures of all the gorgeous birds that are out. Cause now that it's like going into summer, all those birds are coming back to the swampy areas and they're flying about. So that's another really cool idea just for adding into your summer is um, going bird watching. If anyone's ever done that, it's a really big thing in our area. And I wasn't into it to be honest, until I saw this really beautiful bird. And I was like, whoa, this is kind of fun. What okay. bird was it? You, do you know what, what kind of bird was it? It, yeah. it had red, it had red wing. It had red and yellow on the wings. And then he was like this sleek, like shiny black with like a bit of blue on him. I don't, I'm not, I don't know my birds, but bird watching is for everyone because, <laughs> because they're beautiful creatures. Honestly. I used to say I was freaked out by birds. And then I read how to raise a wild child and the way he talked about birds I just fell in love. So now every day Collins and I are like, oh, listen to the birds. They're so beautiful. So I just love listening to them. And then I was out walking with Rachel and she named a bird. And I said, how did you know that? And she goes, oh, well, one of my friends is a birder. And I didn't know this term birder until I read How to Raise a Wild Child. So there's people that travel all over the world to see these different kinds of birds. So I'm definitely interested in this now. And also it's a very family friendly activity. Yeah, bird watching is a big thing. It's it's a sport, I believe. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, there's a lot of groups out in out in Alberta where they're like conservatory type things for birds and they'll educate you a lot on it. When Turner's a little bit older, I definitely I definitely want to go cuz there's lots of different like resident owls and that kind of thing that you can learn about as well. That's super cool. And I know you saw an owl on your camping trip, Cindy. That's pretty cool. Magical. Uh, I love owls. I think they're my son actually asked me what my favorite bird was. He said his was an owl after seeing that one in the tree. And I, I was trying to decide between an eagle or an owl. They're both just so majestic. Your, yours is between, what, what's your favorite? Well, Lauren wasn't too much of a bird fan, I guess, but what's your favorite bird now, Lauren? <laughs> or do you have one? Well, I'm going to start thinking about this. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And then get back to my challenge today because I would challenge myself to listen to all the different sounds on YouTube to find out which bird makes what sound and then choose a favorite based on that. <laughs> Amazing. My favorite bird is the blue jay because it had a very significant meaning to my grandmother. I remember being out in her garden as a little girl and she had her bird feeders in that and these blue jays would come around and it just reminds me of my grandma. So that was super special. So I've always loved blue jays. I almost want to stop every time I see one, but um, usually out in BC is where they mostly reside. Okay, amazing. We also need a bird episode. <laughs> <laughs> I know we're so, so Lauren, uh, we've already told you that we're getting you out camping this year. So <laughs> you already know that that's happening. <laughs> what about yeah. fishing? Do you guys fish? Jordan loves fishing. So I've gone a few times with him and really I should go with Jordan and Logan because they are masters at it, but I don't really know what I'm doing. I do just love being out on the water and being outside. So I'm, <laughs> yeah, so I'm happy to go anytime, but I don't really want to be involved in getting the fish by the gills and that kind of stuff. No. <laughs> what about you, Cindy? <laughs> we do a lot of fishing. We really love fishing. So especially at the cabin, it's, it's uh, just something to do out there. And you're braver than me or you get John to do the gills? I like to do the filleting, but I don't like to do the killing. 
Okay. So I will, I'm okay catching the fish, but then somebody else needs to deal with it from the point that I bring it into the boat to the part where it gets in the bucket. And then I I will do, I have no problem preparing it for dinner. Yes, I can do that part. I can (laughs) cook it and eat it. (laughs) Oh my gosh, you guys are amazing. There's no way. I'm like, I'd rather, I get excited. Even if I catch the weeds at the bottom, I'm like, oh, didn't catch one this time. (laughs) I just like being present and out on the boat, honestly. Like the last time we went fishing um, with Logan's family and they have this beautiful pontoon boat and um, we were just chilling out. And I really came to life when all of a sudden there was this speckled moose that was just walking along the shoreline. And I was like, stop the boat. We need photos. It was so amazing. And then we saw it. We had a bear sighting as well. I felt safe because we were out on the boat. Um, mind you, I know that bears can kind of swim, but um, it was still, it was just really cool to see the wildlife and be fishing at the same time. So it's like, I really enjoyed that part of it. Like what the relaxation part of what fishing does for you. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a very... Um patient sport <laughs> you talked about biking I just got Collins a strider bike yay I'm so pumped about it we've been out there every day and she likes it so far <laughs> really mm-hmm. I just think it's her getting used to having a helmet on but yeah you do you have specific trails planned for your guys mountain biking or um nothing really specific and just with um with starting with the strider bike we actually started inside the house uh just because actually it was just my kids ages um that when they were ready to start using a strider bike it happened to be winter but um it got them really confident and it was just became something that you could do year round then but they um they love it my daughter will follow in her strider bike with my son ahead of her and actually after recording today i'm gonna take her out and we're starting to practice on a pedal bike so she's really excited about that she's upgrading <laughs> to pedals my goodness that's amazing yeah, so exciting so my my kids love any trails with technical sections so they want drops they want jumps <laughs> oh my goodness that's incredible so we always have a, an annual friends and family um, mountain biking trip. So we're just trying to figure out what that's going to look like this year. Because um, in the past, we, we've driven down to like the States and gone to like Moab or like Arizona or um, just these, all these different magical places and national parks and stuff. But um, yeah, this year, last year we went to Whistler. That was beautiful. Riding in Squamish is so different than riding here in the Rockies. And it's just, I love it. So I don't know, maybe we'll have to end up going back there again if the borders aren't open. Riding around here a little bit. We're gonna do, we're doing a sailing trip this summer. We're gonna be backcountry camping on different beaches, on different islands. Where is that taking place? Um, again, hopefully if the borders are open again, it'll be on Vancouver Island or all the islands around it. Yes. Amazing. <laughs> and we're going to bring our climbing gear because our friend was saying that there's um, some islands you can stop at that have really short uh, kid-friendly top roping spots. Wow. Mm-hmm. So we can anchor and then we can go to the shore and then go. There's a little hike that leads to this um, climbing spot that he knows about. So I'm excited. Oh my gosh. You're just giving me the spark of excitement for summer of just like, this is so amazing. Like it's just beginning and it is the greatest feeling ever. One thing I do want to mention is combining the fishing um, and hiking. So 
Logan actually really loves fishing. Obviously you guys know that. Um, and I, he'll go, he's like, I'll go hiking if we can go fishing too. So there's this pickle jar lakes out in Kananaskis. And that is actually one that I was like, okay, maybe we could get into that lake so he could go fishing. And then we're combining my love for hiking. And I think Turner would really enjoy it. So that's something that is like, I would say a pretty big item for us because that's kind of a commitment to go in there. And I think a lot of people, even backcountry camp, Cindy, you'd probably know more about that than, than me, but, um, and that would almost lead me into my segue of, am I going backcountry camping this summer? Not sure yet. <laughs> I don't know. I'm if I can twist your rubber arm to make you come camping with me last week and this week, then <laughs> I'm pretty sure I can get you into that country camping. <laughs> <laughs> the chances are pretty high. Lauren, you need to come back to Canada. <laughs> it's like Adriana's arm seems way more rubbery than mine. <laughs> <laughs> we can just start camping in my backyard. We'll go to your your house for the stand-up paddleboarding. You can come to my house to practice camping. Yes, I 100% am down for that. I will definitely camp in someone's backyard. And maybe that'll be good practice for Collins and I for... <laughs> And I have a forest here, so we can just like set your tent up beside the trees and you'll feel like it'll be real camping because I mean, yeah. you're in the fire pit. And Collins and I love cuddling, so I'm sure we'll be fine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> something else I will add for summer is I just love supporting anything local and anything seasonal in Calgary. There's usually, hopefully they're doing it again this year, there's usually Shakespeare by the Bow. So it's just by the river. They do a live show. It's free, but it's rather pay what you will or pay what you can. So you can donate to that and you just bring your own picnic blanket, bring your own picnic, and then you get to watch a show. And I think that is so great. So anything like that, anything local, seasonal, I love doing. That's amazing. Another thing actually I'd want to add is, you know, the with the pandemic happening, um, there's so many families that are heading to the great outdoors. And I personally think that's amazing. It, it has bombarded the outdoor region and where we live, right? And parking is an issue. There's just an overflow of things happening. There's lots of garbage and that kind of thing. But it's just like celebrating that community and trying to be like kind to those people that are taking that step getting out there is so huge. And like, almost sharing your knowledge in a kind way to people that don't really understand the great outdoors as much as like some of our families do like leave no trace and that kind of thing. And just celebrating um, other people getting out and creating a new sense of community, the way that the pandemic has kind of segregated everyone. You can safely bring your picnic blanket and go by the river and you can meet and become friends with the family beside you, or you can meet people there and safely um, have a picnic. Yeah, thank you for sharing that, Adri. Okay, should we jump into our final questions? Yes, let's do it. I'm ready for them. <laughs> All right, I'm asking. <laughs> okay, Adri, what piece of advice can you share to help families get outside? All right, so I want you to reach out to a friend and book an adventure with them. So that adventure could truly be going to get an ice cream at a local park or going and sitting by the river or the lake or whatever that needs to be. But reaching out to that friend during these times is so important to, you know, make sure that they're doing okay and that you have something to look forward to. And it encourages both families to get outside and, and just be present in nature. Yes. And we were actually talking about that 
um, just the other day on how, especially people having um, babies right now, motherhood, new motherhood can already be very isolating. So yeah, I think that's great reaching out to somebody because everyone's feeling very isolated and lonely right now, I think in their own way. So that's, that's good. I like that. I like that advice. What's one of your top recommendations right now? Okay. So this is going to get good. So you choose your own summit. Okay. So it's not about summiting the mountain and getting to the flag and having this epic adventure. You choose that summit. If your summit that day is the ice cream store, perfect. That is your end destination. If your summit is to get to, you know, the riverbank and watch the sunset, Perfect. That's something that you want to do with your family. Um, Setting your own summit doesn't have to be the summit of a mountain. And I want everybody listening today to know that, that you can make that summit, whatever you want it to be. Yes. I love that so much. Okay. Let's end with the challenge. You challenge families to create your own bucket list and whatever that looks like to you. That's the beauty of it being a bucket list. You can tailor it towards your own family. And I mean, I had never really listed out a bucket list before. Lauren definitely inspired me on this, but I take your pen and paper and write down your list and, you know, let it grow. And it doesn't matter. You don't have to do all those items on the list, but if somebody has an inspirational idea on Instagram, you can go on there and you can add horseback riding or add something to your bucket list that you didn't maybe see that you would enjoy before. So create your own bucket list. This just made me so excited for summer and all the things. (laughs) It was like the perfect ending of the podcasting today of just like summer is here and it's hot outside. It's funny because one of the things I'm trying to do this year is actually not plan that much because I am such a planner that I'm actually stepping back. No, I think it's definitely balanced. And I guess something I should have said, and maybe I can still toss this in there is that I was saying, I don't feel pressure to finish everything on the list, but I have friends that do feel that pressure. So if you're that person, don't make the list. Or if you are that person, put two things on the list. So it's super accomplishable, but whatever your summer bucket list means to you. So that's awesome, Cindy, that you're just letting it happen. You obviously have things planned. So within those adventures, you'll just- Yeah, but even those plans, those are more just because it's like camping. So you kind of have to book those dates if you want to get to like a private or provincial campground. But um, I've only planned a couple of those and the rest of the time, it's just going to be like, hmm, what do you want to do today? Or we're, gonna, or we're in this area and this happens to be nearby. And this is something that has been on my bucket list. I wanted to check out. Let's go check it out now. Just <laughs> very wow. casual. The, the beautiful thing about just a seasonal bucket list in general. So who cares if you don't meet your summer bucket list, you just shift it to next summer or when you're on a vacation somewhere that's maybe tropical and not snowing, you're able to fulfill that bucket list over time. It doesn't necessarily need to be um, every item checked off on that list. Right. Or you realize there's something that you don't want on there. You know, sometimes that's happened to me. She's crossing off that country camping yeah. off of her Run bucket list. Forever. It's coming off. She's getting the, the white out. It's coming off. And then here I am secretly writing it back on. Yeah. I love disconnecting so that I can connect. Connect with myself, yes. connect with my children, connect with nature. What I love about not having plans is that I just, I don't know, when my, when my kids kind of have that, I like to call it child-led play, unstructured play, where they just are 
are leading and telling me what they want to do. And then it's like, oh, you want to go for an H walk? Sure, let's do it. Oh, now you want to play soccer? Yeah, we can do that too. It's just, I feel like we really connect and I, I love being so present with them. I think a big note there is though that you're mindfully doing nothing. <laughs> if that makes sense, you know, you're not saying, oh, I don't know what we're going to do. So let's just stay inside and watch shows all day. Not that there is anything wrong with doing that sometimes, but you're not doing that every day. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. a good note. And, and sometimes, you know, we need that time. Some, I can tell when my kids are just done and they're getting overwhelmed and it's just like, okay, let's just take a moment and put on a show or just take a break and go to your individual rooms and play by yourself for a little bit. Thanks for adventuring with us. Please subscribe and share your love by reviewing our podcast with five stars and follow us over at Kids Who Explore on Instagram and all other social media platforms.